Hi, my name's Ian Beaton. You're about to listen to everyday people from differing backgrounds, but with one thing in common, a story. A story of adversity, a story of inspiration, a story of laughter, sometimes a story of sadness, or simply a story to make you think. I believe everyone has a story. I also believe that story should be shared. Welcome to So What's Your Story? Welcome to our next episode of So What's Your Story? Today's guest is a dynamite person, I have to say. Um, Nikki Martin, um, founder of You Need Nikki. I mean, come on, what a brilliant name. Um, <laughs> Nikki has uh, an interesting story, to say the least. Um, Nikki... I'm sure she won't mind me sharing this with you. Um, Nikki had childhood challenges with her health and depression. She had a very messy divorce where she had to sell assets, um, lose business and, and, and uh, cope as a single mum. And then she had a 10-year struggle. And then, you know, Nikki turned things around and today has an amazing business uh, which she's catapulted from nothing to success within a very, very short period of time. I think it's right, I'm right to say 12 months, Nikki. Correct, yeah. Which is just amazing. Uh, and it's based around marketing and lifestyle, which we'll, we'll take a deeper dive into. But Nikki, welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And um, I've probably not done you justice, Nikki, so... Go ahead, tell us, tell us a little bit about your story, you know, um, uh, your journey. Um, I, I'll just, I'll be quiet and I'll just listen and, and, and ask questions as and when I, I think appropriate. Do you want me to go right back to the beginning? Go back to wherever you feel comfortable. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, everything's going, going really well for me these days. Um, and I mean, like anybody, it's not been without its struggles. Um, I definitely, you know, found life a lot harder when I was was young. I had really quite severe asthma, um, and I did spend a lot of my childhood like in and out of hospital. Okay. Um, that was definitely a struggle. You know, kids can be cruel as well. Um, and then I think, you know, I, I entered my teenage years with zero confidence. Um, and really just struggled hugely. I had, I just had terrible insomnia. I would average about two hours sleep a night. Um, I still was suffering with some asthma problems and I just, I just sunk into a really horrible depression. Um, and I think the danger as a teenager is that people don't necessarily take it that seriously because we're all horrible when we're teenagers aren't we um and uh you know it, it was certainly just you know just generally kind of overlooked and I just just had to get on with it but I you know it really was horrible it, re it really was I'd still to this day would probably say the worst day of my life so I think sorry the worst time of my life so I think anything from there I've gone upwards okay that's okay <laughs> so that's great. you know that was that's the kind of grounding where you you're a bit resilient, you mm. know, when you go into the adult world. Mm, mm. I think they sometimes say, don't they, that those people who have hit rock bottom, mm -hmm. there's only one place for them and that's up. <laughs> well, 
that's certainly somewhere I spent a lot of my late teens and a lot of my 20s. Right, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, th- things got dramatically better from there. So my health problems more or less cleared up. I certainly lifted out of that depression. School was not a good environment for me. I was I was very unhappy in that environment. And I think once I got into the working world, I kind of found my, my place a little bit. Um, I was confident in my abilities and it was just it was just a, a different life and I I kind of left that person behind um, and almost started afresh and you know my 20s were great I had I, I moved to Reading I, I met a whole new crowd of girls that didn't know the insecure person that I was at school and I had the best social life um I had I was very ambitious I worked my my way up the corporate ladder in recruitment um it went from strength to strength um yeah I really I couldn't sort of complain about anything in that period of my life I mean I probably partied too hard but who didn't (laughs) um so that was great and then um I think where things kind of went a bit wrong again is I got married um, and um, had two lovely children and my ex-husband and I had a business together um, and that was you know that was just like the next step in my career we we combined our you know our, our relative skills and we had a really thriving really successful business um, but when I decided that I was, I needed because it, you know, it was, I was in a difficult situation. I decided I needed to divorce. I needed a divorce. I needed to move away from that situation, and so I, I ended up walking away from the business as well. Um, and um, I found myself at thirty-four, no business. Um, divorced I'd, I'd gone through an absolutely hellish divorce so in the end I just walked away with with nothing um and I didn't I wow. sort of I gave up fighting for what I was entitled to I guess you could say um, and then eventually as a result because I had no job because I'd walked away from the business um I then ended up having to sell all my assets to live because of course you don't get any help or support or anything like that if you've got any assets so they all went um and I literally my kids were one and three so I was was basically living on benefits and you know my ex-husband made it very difficult for me to go back to work and um I went through about six years of well I guess you could say emotional and financial abuse like as a result of the divorce so that was a really tough time with the young kids and everything um and oh my god! I mean, I did everything. I, I worked as a care worker. Um, I did some recruitment from home. Um, I, I think I even did a bit of cleaning. I just did anything to sort of make ends meet. Um, and it was my family were amazing, really supportive. I think I gave them a few nervous breakdowns during that time as well. Um, and it was ten years. It was a whole ten years of me thinking you know, I'll be back on my feet any minute. I'm nearly there. I'm nearly there. I'm nearly there. But it it just was one thing thrown at me or one, you know, just one thing after another, basically. Um, So that went on for about 10 years. And then as the kids uh, started to get older, I sort of thought, right, what I'll do, I'll just go back into full time. Well, First, first of all, things started to get better because I started a care recruitment company, having worked in recruitment and having okay. worked as a care worker. Um, and then um, I, that worked very well and it was just me doing it on my own. But it wasn't a great setup to scale. It didn't work the same when I expected other people to 
do exactly what I was doing because of many things, because of the, the nature of that business. Um, and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to go back into full time work. I'm going to get some you know, security for my for my children at this stage in our lives. So I did. I went back into a recruitment job um, four weeks into sorry, four months into that first fully employed role again um I walked into the office one day and discovered that they couldn't pay me um and literally left that same afternoon with no money and no job um and, wow. <laughs> and then a week later I um took another job um after a few you know panicked interviews in that week in between and then of course the pandemic hit and and recruitment was not oh, a good place to be crikey, yeah so yeah. It just left me in a position. So I thought, here I am. I'm whatever I was at the time, 42, I think. Um, you know, I've been made redundant um, twice. I've just had, you know, a roll of all, all of this stuff. I thought, you know what, I just I just want to do what I love. And, you know, if I'm going to be skint, I might as well be skint doing something I love. So um, I'd always <laughs> been passionate about health and fitness. You know, I had my, my sort of yeah. reasons for being passionate about it. I, I'd struggled with you know, an unhealthy relationship with food and stuff like that, probably resulting from my teenage issues. But I'd, I'd, I'd struggled with that for many years. And I finally sort of got myself sorted out around about the 40 mark. Um, and so I started weightlifting. Um, and I started really, you know, focusing on a diet to sort of nourish my body and to be strong instead of to be skinny. So I became really passionate about it. And I, I wanted to help other people as well. So I joined LinkedIn. And I think it must have been where are we now so this must have been I want to say 2020 so you know beginning of the pandemic uh, maybe a few months before that um, and I just started posting I, I, I actually did a diploma in social media marketing while I was twiddling my thumbs unemployed and I just started posting on LinkedIn yeah. and I just thought let's just see what happens um, and after about I think it was about two months I had my first viral post. And then it really sort of just went from strength to strength with that. And, and as a result of building my personal brand and building my community online with LinkedIn and, and on other social media platforms as well, my fitness business that I had started was thriving and I was signing up clients left, right and centre. And it was amazing. Um, and then I found... Um, of course, that so that lots of people were saying to me, you know, how did you do this? How did you get your fitness business off the ground so quickly? How did you scale it so quickly? Um, and before I knew it, I was doing this as a sideline. Um, and now it's actually it's already become my my main business. My main business now is really LinkedIn marketing. Um, I started off doing LinkedIn marketing specifically for fit pros. Um, actually, I found that at least a third of my customers have come to me and said, look, I know I'm not a fit pro, but will you help me anyway? Um, so it, it's gone a little bit outside of that as well. And it, yeah, it's, it's just gone. I mean, I only made it official in March, the, the, the marketing side of things, and it's just gone a bit bit crazy and that's where I'm at today so <laughs> that's it in a nutshell Nikki that is amazing <laughs> I think there's I think I think listening to that story there's a few things that yep. jump out at me and and, and fir firstly is you know in those early teenage years that must have been awful because as you say you know um uh, asthma two hours sleep you know insomnia you know lack of sleep we, we spoke about this on one of our yeah. previous podcasts 
Uh, and it, it's actually quite a common theme throughout yeah. my podcasts. And that is, you know, uh, when we talk about health and mental health and mm. well-being, sleep underpins everything. Uh, sleep deprivation can do so many things to us as individuals. But where where I'm sort of, you know, seeing you is you still have this amazing amount of resilience <laughs> to be able to pick yourself up and keep yeah. going. And what what is is there a secret sauce? Is it just is it just don't give up? Is it just don't let anybody tell you you can't be this? You know, or, you know mean, what, what do you few, think? Nikki? What, what's, what's, what 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 drives you? What drives there's a few you? Things there that you've said, um, and I and I do get that comment a lot about sort of being resilient and picking myself up and so on. Um, and, and I think we all do because what's the alternative? You know, um, and I had a three year old and a one year old, um, and, and I just had that focus to to get up every day and. You know, there were there were certainly times during that ten years where I did just think, right, this is my lot. You know, I'm going to do this minimum wage job, and I'm going to only be able to work part time, and I'm going to have to get extra help. And I think I almost just like lost my ambition and lost my drive for a while there. You know, I feel like at points I was on the verge of a nervous breakdown, and you know, that's what you you sort of don't see now that you see me out the other end of things. But you know, I just think, yeah. The struggle is real, um, but, you know, time does heal and you can rebuild your confidence. Um, so I definitely yeah. think the resilience, for me, a positive outlook because, you know, I look back now and I think, you know, at times where I'd sort of lost my house and, you know, it was nearly Christmas. I had nowhere to live. I was like urgently trying to find somewhere. And I think now, God, how did I get through that? But at the time, I was just like in this mindset, everything will be okay, everything will be okay. Um, you know, and I don't okay. know if it was just some kind of delusional attitude, but I did, no matter how difficult things were, um, you know, even when my car was breaking down and I couldn't afford to get it fixed and all that stuff, I just kept sort of thinking, oh, it'd be okay, it's not that bad, and just, you know, telling myself that it really wasn't the end of the world. Um, and I think that that probably really got me through a lot of it is just having this ridiculously positive outlook, even when things were really tough and just reminding myself it could be worse, you know. Um, and then what really changed everything for me so dramatically, um, and, you know, some people will love this and some people will hate this, but it was the social media thing. You know, that 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 alone transformed my life. That gave me that platform. Um, I could not have grown either of my businesses without that platform. I continued to rely on that every day. Um, and, you know, apart from introducing me to a million amazing people that have added to my life significantly, it, it is solely responsible for me being able to grow both my businesses. I mean, I'd probably say I've had 10% of my business from outside of LinkedIn. It's all come from there. Um, so I just, you know, to anyone out there who does not take social media seriously, who sort of poo-poos it, you know, only looks at the negative side. And there's definitely a huge negative side, you know, you know, the, the way it can affect young girls and all of that kind of thing. There's there's definitely some positives to be had. You just got to be on the right platform for what it is that you're wanting to achieve. Um and you've just got to really show up and be authentic. And I think until you you do that, you really have to be vulnerable. You really have to almost sort of bear your soul. And, and when people see who you truly are, that's when you find the right people. It's not when you're 
on there trying to be a certain way or give a certain impression or you know be anything that you're not it just doesn't work people just don't resonate it's when you just get really real with your struggles that people relate to you and remember you and then when they come to need the services that you offer you're the first person they come to you know yeah and I think you touched on two very very important things there so firstly authenticity okay uh people can see through mm-hmm. BS, yeah, and uh, we we we're in we're in a world, in my opinion, where you know social media, as you rightly say, Nikki, you know, it has its upsides, but it yeah. also has its downsides, and sometimes we we see these images that we see and we think it's real, and there's a lot of uh, falseness yeah. behind a lot of it, and I think what you've created, uh, one thing you forgot to mention about your your uh, uh, activity on LinkedIn, and I'm going to talk about LinkedIn in a moment for some of our audience who may not have heard of this platform, which has I think 1.2 billion members around the world, but um, it's very much aimed aimed in the professional space as opposed to uh, Instagram and TikTok and Facebook, which are very, very different, different Mm -hmm. platforms. But with you, it was the consistency as well. It was the messaging, the authenticity, the consistency, which all takes effort. So, you you know, it's like, you know, you're in in the fitness industry, Nikki. You you don't go to the gym. We've all heard this one. You don't go to the gym, lift a weight once Mm. or do one sit-up and expect your whole body to transform, right? You don't don't launch a business on on a social platform post one post and that's it bingo the world no. explodes for you so you you've been very humble and you've made this sound like uh you, you you've had overnight success but i know your story mm. quite well and you've put a tremendous amount of effort into this and uh, i i'm very humbled by mm-hmm. having you on my show today because of your your resilience your efforts to, and you deserve everything oh, you've got today you. but just no you're welcome and just for the just for the uh uh, benefit of some of our listeners because we have got a wide range of listeners and some uh, uh, more mature people may not know what LinkedIn yeah. is. Um, uh, some younger generation may not know what LinkedIn is. Are you comfortable if I ask you to describe yeah, what LinkedIn is? For yeah, everybody? I mean, it's another social yeah. media platform, but it, you know, it was originally designed to be very much a business platform. Um, and the way it started out was you have a profile, you create your your work history on there, and it's almost like a CV. And the main people using LinkedIn were recruiters um, or employers looking, you know, for people to hire a job or people who were looking for work and wanted to be able to contact like senior managers or HR or you know it's a way of sort of going direct to the people within the organization rather than sending an email to info at or ringing up a phone number blind um so that's how it started yeah um and then it just went through this huge dramatic change in during lockdown which I was very happy to be a part of and it just got really personal um and everyone was stuck at home lots of people lost their jobs um you know you come to LinkedIn if that if that's what's happened to you but then people started to share their struggles share their personal stuff share a little bit of, you know about themselves and every and people started to get to know each other and it was just amazing it was like a bit of a movement um and I mean you know since since that phase in LinkedIn I've I've hosted six social events now in London all meeting people that I'd met online during um lockdown and some of those people I've formed really good friendships with I've had business either 
either from all of them almost directly or they've recommended people to me. So it is a networking platform. But, um, you know, I don't okay. want to just sound like that really naive person that thinks everyone who likes your post is your friends. But I do feel like there's, it's, <laughs> there's so, it's such a supportive crowd. Like everyone's cheering for each other. Um, I just yeah. personally, I get so much out of it. Um, and I think yeah. you you get out of it what you put in. So if you go on there, like other people's po- uh, posts, support what they're doing, encourage other people, give free yeah. advice when you can, help other people. Um, whilst you're yeah. doing that, you're also building a name and a brand for yourself and then you become the go-to person yeah. when people want to hire those services so it's almost like everyone's on there giving as much as they can for free and that just creates just a just a great environment and of course you know it does come with trolls like like any platform I think they're probably not quite as bad but what I'll say about any social media platform is if you you're going to do you know you get a post that sort of does a hundred likes or less or you know generally the people that comment are supportive it's only when you get into the thousands and ten thousands then you find you can't you can't be really nicey nice and 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 get that many likes sometimes your opinion might be a bit controversial or a bit outspoken and then along with the supporters come the people who disagree with you and and you are going to get that side of it but I don't think that generally comes until one of your posts goes viral or you you get a a lot more high profile before that it's just it really is just genuinely an amazingly supportive platform yeah, good, good, and and yeah, and essentially it's a yeah, essentially platform. it's a business you know, it's, platform. It's, 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 but I, I mean, one thing I learned is you know you do not go on there and put a business post every day. Like no one just wants to read yeah. only about your services and you know only about yeah. what you're selling. You've got to stick to twenty percent talking directly about your business and your services, and the other eighty percent of what you post should be informative, educational fun interesting maybe even a bit personal and and that is kind of the ratio to have any success on there may i talk a little bit more about your current business because um obviously it's geared around the the fitness Mm -hmm. industry and and the fitness industry has got a lot of dare i say it bad habits um you know there's a lot of there's a lot of things in the industry that that sort of have been there for a long time just because Mm -hmm. they've been there um, did 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 you when you when you I'm interested in this, Nikki. When you sort of chose the fitness industry, you said it was something which was close yeah. to your heart and it mm-hmm. had helped you and keeping fit had kept your mind strong mm-hmm. to a degree as well. Um, did you come into the market thinking I'm going to shake things up because you have two sides yes, to your business, correct. right? So let's talk yeah. about that first. Let's talk about the two mm-hmm. sides of your business. So, so the first side is, you know, assisting people with their health and fitness. Um, when I started off, I used to do affiliate marketing and I used to sell products via a company called Beachbody. So I'd sell their online fitness app. I'd sell their supplements, sell their nutrition programs. Um, and I guess it was quite general. Um, and I always say to people, you know, if you really want to find your people, the customers that you're going to work really well with um, and all the rest of it, you, you've really got a niche down um, and it took me a long time to really be comfortable with my own niche but my own niche is is really you know almost talking to myself as the the things that I've been through and then finding people that have those same struggles so for me it was 20 years of 
you know, I'm going to say an eating disorder because, you know, not all eating disorders are obvious. You know, I was never a tiny little stick. I was never hugely overweight. But what I did was I would uh, binge and then starve myself and I would have like these trigger weights. So if I got to sort of eight and a half stone, I know that sounds absolutely ridiculous but that would be my trigger weight that I'd gain too much weight and that is ridiculous by the way just to clarify for anyone listening and so then I'd literally starve myself and I'd be surviving on a couple of hundred calories a day until I got down to my happy weight which would be like about seven stone 12 or something like that as soon as I hit the seven stone 12 I'd reward myself by eating and then where I'd deprived myself so much and created all these cravings I would binge again and I would get back to that other weight and I did that for 20 years 20 years and it didn't matter how many people told me you know that about eating to nourish your body and that you've got to find something that you can sustain you know all those cliche things that people say to you that are all 100% true just just fell on deaf ears just for all that time all that time and I spent a significant period of my life feeling permanently drained, permanently exhausted, um, struggling with concentration, not being able to work out properly, like really a hard, you know, a hard workout that's going to do me any good because I was always too weak and wobbly. Um, and it's just no way to live, you know, it's really no way to live at all. Um, and I think there's a lot of people out there who've experienced similar um, and they just fly under the radar because they're not dramatically underweight or dramatically overweight or, you know, you're not aware of them. You know, I would never binge in public um, and I would never, Mm. it would never be obvious I was starving myself in public because whatever I ate, I'd do it in front of other people. They wouldn't know that I'd eaten nothing else all day. So you can go on like that for years and years um and for me what actually happened is you know in yet another quest to lose weight I got a personal trainer to try and keep me consistently training you know never mind the fact that I was not nourishing my body to train consistently I thought let's get a personal (laughs) trainer who will force me to do it even when I don't feel like it um and I actually started lifting weights and um well, I just I just loved it and I obviously discovered that I can't I couldn't do it when I hadn't eaten um and I was just yeah. significantly weaker so I started allowing myself to eat more when I was training um and then I would see the change in my performance dramatically like how much better I would feel and what else I'd be able to achieve and what my body would be able to do um and it, and it was kind of a gradual thing, really. I kept training and I kept, you know, eating to meet my training requirements. And somewhere along the line, I stopped worrying about whether I was, you know, getting fat or not skinny enough or not low enough on the on the on the scales. And my goals became more centered around my strength and my ability, which required me to nourish myself effectively Um And really, then it was just a case of sort of going back to basis, like, you know, instead of learning what would make me lose weight and what was low calories, I was learning about what would nourish my body and how I would get the right macros and the right nutrients and so on. Um, And, you know, maybe I even got a bit obsessive, which is quite common for someone, you know, moving from an eating disorder to over-focusing 
on something else, but at least it's a healthy something else. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, I had success with it. I accepted my body at a, a higher weight than I'd ever been comfortable with before, but still felt well, felt better, didn't feel the same about myself, felt better about myself even at a high weight. So, you know, body positivity and body acceptance and all those kind of things. So that ended up really being a niche for me, was talking about those struggles with openly and with other people and just finding that so many people came out of the woodwork and wanted help because they were sort of going through the same thing but had never actually said, wow, this might be an eating disorder because it fitted in with social norms and was never seen that way um so really that was that was a niche for me and also the fact that I did all this when I turned 40 um you know it was like god I wasted all those years and and often you could think well like you know I'm I'm middle-aged now like is it too late have I left my health and fitness too late (laughs) you know a lot of people turning 40 who've not paid attention to their health and fitness or 50 or 60 or whatever age it is will go oh well it's too late now well it's not is is my point yeah it's never too late and I transformed my health in those few years like unbelievably you know and then my sleep sorted itself out and then as we just mentioned Uh you know the quality of life that just improves like like crazy when you're actually getting sleep and nourishment and all the and physical movement and all the things your body needs and I just wanted Uh to take my clients back to basics and help them to see things the way I was seeing them so that they became my niche you know that that's how that came about Yeah. yeah And you, you kindly answered one of my questions there because I was going to say to you, through all yeah. of this new fitness regime and feeling better and eating better, was there mental health benefits? And, and yes, there was because yeah. your sleep improved. It sounds like, you know, other areas improved. Um, and, and really, Nikki, what you were doing was just listening there is you weren't reinventing no. the wheel, right? You, when you launched your business, when you launched your business, you were taking back people to back basics. to basics. And and there's a, there's a lot of things that are overly yeah. complicated. Yeah. And if, if, if we do strip, strip back to basics, yeah. but... It's really interesting that that regime that you transformed yeah. into, you enjoyed it. Yeah. And then you sort of, as you say, because of other areas of your, you almost became yeah. obsessional from it. But it, it also benefited yeah. you yeah. Mentally, mentally and in your overall well-being Absolutely. as well. And, you know, it was it was so many more things. It was just, you know, the food freedom, enjoying food instead of feeling guilty about it, um, you know, and eating others, being able to eat other things than the sort of set things that I knew the calories off by heart and just just all of that stuff. And then just realising I'm, I'm actually caring for myself and, and I actually was treating myself like complete and utter shit. Sorry, I don't know if I'm allowed yeah so you know I, I was in effect effectively I was abusing my body and I just had never seen it that way yeah. no matter what I, no matter how much yeah. I knew about health and fitness and how much I'd studied all this stuff I just never saw it yeah. that way um and then suddenly I did yeah. and you know, started being a bit kinder to myself and it was kind of a bit of a revelation yeah. and I just I want other people to feel like that and it's shocking how many people are are battling these these demons without even bothering to mention it but you know all day every day I would be thinking about food like what I could have what I couldn't have if I'd given into a craving Mm. and I was feeling guilty or if I was really happy with myself because I'd successfully starved myself for many hours or you know or I'd got on the scales and I was two pounds like my whole 
life was that thought was constant. And I remember a friend saying to me, you know, that it wasn't normal to think about it that much. And I and I just sort of thought, what? Um, that just seems like a really strange yeah. comment to me. It just seems so normal to me. Like surely everyone yeah. thinks about it this much. But no, they yeah, don't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. You know, and if you are consumed yeah. by these thoughts about food and weight and when you can next eat and whether you should or shouldn't be hungry and you know, that that's that's an issue and you need to visit, you know, you need to you need to address that and get to the bottom of where mm. that's coming from. And I think I think the interesting thing is, Nikki, certainly, you know, just listening to you, the, you've You've um, you're not just talking the talk, are you? You've walked the walk, That's you know. It. So um, when you when you're dealing with your clients, you can give your own personal uh, story. Um, <laughs> interestingly, obviously, that's what this podcast is yeah. called. So what's your story? <laughs> but you but, but you can give but you can give your own personal yeah. story and, and your journey, and then it's authentic, yeah. isn't it? You know, it's it's uh, it's um, it's it's very very real. And congratulations for recognizing oh, those areas and, and and sort of you know, um, doing what you've done. Um, going back to, if I may, your mm-hmm. personal life. So obviously things yeah. improved. You you made a big impact through yeah. LinkedIn. Um, I presume finances improved. Oh, yes. Dramatic. Um, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank, thank God. Thank God. There was no more, no more you know, uh, 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 of yeah. what you've been through in the past. But there's a couple of things that really jump out at me. So... You know, you're mm-hmm. in your 40s or, or just just yeah. hitting 40. What would be your message to anybody who, I mean, not everybody's got that mindset of you of it's going to no, get better. It's going to get better. No, that, 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 that positive, that positive, I'm not going to give up. It's, it, it is going to get better. I'm going to make sure that that fighter yeah. instinct. But we've we, but we've all got a little mm. bit of that in us. Um, we just we just sometimes don't go down to the deep enough depths no. to realise that that, that 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 it is fight yeah. or flight. You know, it's either you pick yourself up or you you are going to mm. stay down. But but um, what about um, a message, perhaps to 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 uh, if you may think about that for a second, or maybe you don't even have to think about it for a second. But you know, when you reflect yeah. to where you were to where you are. Um, what would you say to people who are 40, 50, um, or even mm-hmm. younger, um, and they think, you know, oh, I'm too yeah. old, uh, or this business idea, you know, everyone's yeah. at it, or, oh, you know, what, what's, your, what's your message? I mean, I, you know, I think it is clear that I have achieved the most success in my life in my 40s, and I certainly, I still feel yeah. 20 inside. I don't feel like, oh, this is wasted because I'm old now. Brilliant. I feel like, woohoo! I'm going to love, you know, I'm loving life. It's amazing. So it, yeah. it's definitely... Brilliant. If we, if we were together right now, Nikki, I would be giving you a big, big high, high five because that's amazing. <laughs> um, so <laughs> definitely it's never too late. One thing I'll say, you know, around the mindset side of things is having suffered from depression myself, when you really are in the darkest depths and someone tells you to be positive, you just want to smack them in the flipping face. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. you, you, can't, yeah. you can't hear it. You don't want to hear it. And, you, you know, you can't be expected yeah to when you really are suffering from true depression well it, well it's like that snap yeah. that that cliched saying isn't it yeah. when you're in depression and, and and i've suffered i've suffered with mental health over the years as well and it's it's that it's that um oh yeah. come on pull and it's just together. it's a lack of um you know you have no desire you have no 
you know passion to to want to almost you've just you've just almost given up and and it's the same if you're suffering from extreme anxiety you're so if someone tells you to calm down when you're suffering from extreme anxiety it's like do you think I feel like this for fun you know do you think like do you think exactly, exactly, I, yeah. Do you think, oh, I, I could be calm, but I think I won't. I think I'll just have an anxiety attack for fun. You know, it's not like that. So yeah. I think if you, you know, if if someone, if you're if you're really feeling like that and you're not able to get yourself out of it, the next best thing you can do is recognise it enough to get help. And sometimes you need external help. And I I took antidepressants for years. I took um, anti anxiety for years. And I I probably wouldn't have got to where I am now without that prop at that most difficult time, just to give me that yeah. bit of numbness and give me that bit of strength to get through it. So yeah. I could have a positive mindset. Yeah. So just you know please don't be afraid to ask for help it's nothing to be ashamed of you know it's an illness just yeah. like anything else sometimes it can be triggered by circumstances and sometimes you you are just unfortunate that you've just that just happens to you um you know yeah. and people say and, and also and also and also perhaps nikki to 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 actually yeah. acknowledge it Exactly. To, 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 to say, you know, and 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 be brave enough. Uh, I don't like that term, brave, but just to be. But it, it is really uh, brave. And, and to to yeah, to to acknowledge it and and and, and yeah, it is brave actually, isn't it? Thinking about it, you know, and and and, and just say, hey, I'm I'm not yeah. well. It's Can you so hard. You know? And I, although I did go and get antidepressants, I never really shared my struggles. I certainly never told anyone at school or my parents or anyone that I was sitting there having suicidal thoughts on a, on a daily basis. And, you know, I think wow. perhaps if, if people around me realised how serious what was going on in my head, they might have dragged me to the doctor yeah. or they might have... You know, so whether you can get yourself to the yep. doctor or whether you need to tell someone to support you and get you there, just tell someone because in your head it just gets worse and worse and worse and worse and it feels more and more and more real and consumes what, it, yep. you know, it, it takes over what actually is real. So I would just say, yep. yes, great, keep the positive attitude if you can. It's definitely not too late, but if you have sunk to those depths where you cannot drag yourself out of it, just tell someone, just take that first step to getting help, um, you know, and yeah. it can turn your life around. It can turn your life around or yeah, save your life. Exactly. So, um, so, 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 so thank you for sharing that, Nikki, because that's really, you know, sharing the most rawness of yourself. And I'm, I'm very, very honored that you're able to, uh, uh, uh sort of share that, share that with our audience. Right, it's like, and, it's like and therapy with me. and I'm enjoying uh, it. <laughs> Well, you know, uh, we we try to we try to achieve a lot of things on this podcast, and 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 that's 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 another another one that we'll 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 tick off. So I thank do you, find Nikki. the more you talk about um, these things, the more comfortable it becomes as well. So it's so hard when you first tell someone what's going on, especially if you're still in the you know in the throes of it. But yeah. it does get easier to yeah. talk about it, and the more you talk about it out loud, the less real and the less big it seems. If that makes sense, I can totally resonate yeah. with that. Yeah, and, and and I hope that you know. Firstly, I hope there's you know I, I'm not uh, deluded. There there are people listening to this <laughs> podcast who who are listening for, for 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 curious reasons, and and perhaps somebody out there has just listened to your message and it's helped them. So, um, uh, we, we we you know between uh, all of us, if we keep talking about these uh, still still quite sheltered uh, subjects, because 
you know, a lot of the, the, the world now is talking about bringing mental mm. health to the fore and, and talking about it more and everything else. But mm, yeah, it's still not there, is it? Quite well, it should be. I'll and, say, um, just as a side note on that subject, is talking about mental health has overtaken talking about physical health. And physical health is the single biggest thing that can contribute to your mental health. <laughs> you know either positively yeah, yeah, or negatively yeah, yeah. so you can't fix mental yeah. health just with counseling if you also have a terrible diet you don't sleep you've got the wrong people around you absolutely you know. absolutely 100% 100% the two are the two are so they linked are. you know if you you know if if you if you're putting bad into your body just like if you're putting bad into bad fuel into a, yeah. a vehicle or, or or an engine it's not going to function yeah. properly and and, and our, our brain our brains and our bodies are so yeah. connected um uh, so what we put in what we eat how again this sleep thing uh, really, really, really important. So uh, amazing, Nikki. Yeah, and this is becoming like a therapy <laughs> session. <it was. laughs> so, um, uh, but um, I, 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 I want to switch yeah. gears a little bit, Nikki. Um, obviously, you know, you have come from, I mean, just like an area which most people will never experience mm-hmm. in their life. You know, you, you lost everything, you... You, you you really did pull yourself uh, out of the depths and 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 I'm an amazing person now and 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 it's just incredible yeah. the success story and um, and we've spoke about what we would say to people you know be determined mm-hmm. and 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 don't 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 listen to the mm-hmm. naysayers you know there's a lot of people always always you know you're always going to get them in, in, in no matter what every walk of life and sometimes it can be closest people to us that say really oh, that God. idea nah That's it's so not going to work yeah. you know. <laughs> isn't it just isn't it just um so but but you're an example of of, of pushing yeah. that through and nikki um let's talk about your business mm-hmm. a little bit more it is it is amazing how can people find you uh, you mentioned linkedin um and um uh you know how does it work do you do, do you do you encourage like a t- tell me how it works is it is it like a a, 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 a a one-to-one yeah. session so or is you, it firstly you, know? you can you can just type you need nikki and you'll find me on facebook instagram linkedin the web i love that but i love that by the way i think i think some of the biggest brands in the world will be like this this lady that, that you need nikki is just like, it's <laughs> like sure just mar- 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 marketing marketing genius <laughs> <you reckon>? know? <laughs> yeah i reckon i love Good. it i'm glad thank you um yeah i was a bit you know like it's this the right branding for a marketing company but it seems to be going down so well so far but yeah type unique nikki yeah. find me anywhere you know my my whole business i was almost going to say empire then but i wouldn't quite call it an empire but both my both <laughs> my businesses come under the unique nikki heading and one is yeah. the lifestyle yeah. part and one is the marketing part so you can find everything under you need nikki um and okay. with so with so with regard to the fitness side of things obviously as i said i started off by selling beach body products i'm fortunate enough now in the position that i'm in um and the other opportunities that have come my way i have i am now developing my very own app um and my and i should say i'm not cool. a fitness instructor myself i've done a qualification in nlp no. um which is neuro-linguistic yeah. programming which is just you know how the brain yeah. sort of functions and you know that 
that was what was most relevant to me in the fitness industry, the mindset behind that healthy lifestyle. So that's what my qualification. And then I work with fitness trainers, nutritionists, lots of other experts. Um, and we I'm now creating my own offering, which will be an app that um, has fitness programs, has nutrition programs, has mindset coaching, all that kind of thing. So that's coming out very soon. And I'm going to keep everyone updated about that. Um, in the meantime, I still offer the the whole beach body um, set up as well. But mine will be more specialist to my specific niche. So that will be really exciting. Um, on the marketing side of things, um, you know, I at the moment, most of what I do is bespoke. So it really depends on exactly what the client needs. So I can coach you on how to use LinkedIn. Um, I can do your content for you. You know, I do um, infographics, videos, text posts, blogs, you name it. I can I can write it. You, you can tell I don't struggle for what to say. <laughs> um uh, so yeah, and you know, I've got a team of freelancers <laughs> working with me. So we've got some extra, um, you know, e extra power there with some extra people involved. Um, and yeah, it's generally, it's, you know, it's, I will at some point come up with fixed prices. You know, I'm developing a course that can be sold to, you know, multiple people. But the main thing I'm doing at the moment is bespoke marketing packages for lots of different clients and it's usually a combination of training their staff on how to use LinkedIn or doing a done for you content service and helping them to write their posts and even just spending an hour coaching getting someone's story out of them and then telling them explaining how they can make that into a you know relevant post so it is one-to-one -one coaching um, and done for you content services so there's really something for every budget, whether you just want a few tips and you just want to have a one-off session with me or whether you're looking for ongoing support. Um, I am pretty much fully booked. <laughs> I have got a waiting list now and that's why I'm urgently trying to get some digital courses in place so I've got something for people who are wanting something this second. Um, but yeah. I do give 100% free advice. I will talk yeah. to anyone and everyone for half an hour and cram in as much value into that time as I can. Um, that may be all you need. Um, yeah. Or you may want to work more with me further down the line, but certainly don't hesitate to contact me. Drop me a message on LinkedIn. Drop me a message on my email, and I will give you as much advice as I as I physically can. Um yeah, you know, that's how I got started and, well, and that's how I continue Nick, to work. Well, that, that's, that's, that's amazing, Nikki. You're amazing. And um, t today's session has, has, has certainly uh, enlightened me, inspired me in many ways, and Brilliant. I hope it has our, our listeners as well. Um, today, today, everybody, you've been listening to Nikki Martin, founder, owner of You Need Nikki. What an incredible story. I hope you got some uh, inspiration and Listen, one thing that I will end this with is never too late, right? So, um, uh, Nikki, thank you so much. I'm humbled. I'm very, very uh, grateful that you took the time to come on my podcast today. So watch your story. And um, I look forward to uh, observing your journey, which I know is just going to go up and up and up. Oh, thank you, Ian. It's been, been fabulous to come along and have a chat to you. I think you'll agree that was quite a story. Join me again for next week's episode of Ian Beaton's So What's Your Story? 
If you enjoyed this episode, it meant something to you, or maybe you think a friend or a loved one might like to listen to it too, go ahead and share it with them. Remember, if you have a story you'd like to share, or perhaps you know someone who does, I invite you to join me on my podcast. I can be contacted by email, web, or social. Thank you. You've just listened to So What's Your Story?